You're listening to the weekly Parsha podcast recorded with Hashem's gracious help right here in Ramat B'Shemesh, Israel, 5768-2008. This week's Parsha is Parsha's Kedoshim. There are many numerous topics that could be spoken about this week. This Parsha is chock full of good stuff. I'd like to focus specifically on a few verses that we have towards the beginning of the Parsha, specifically, most specifically, the verse, You should love your fellow like yourself. And it's especially appropriate for this time of year. We're, we're now coming through, as I mentioned in the previous Parsha podcast, we're coming through these days of Sfirah Omer. We're counting the Omer. And I don't know about you, but I've got a scraggly beard right now. And uh, there are numerous different halachas that we must keep. We don't listen to music. And all of these things have to do with the idea that we're in, a, in Avelos, we're in mourning. What's the morning that we're supposed to experience right now? Why is it that we don't listen to music, we don't shave, we don't take haircuts, people don't get married? Why is this? So as we all know, Rabbi Akiva, the great Rabbi Akiva, who all of the Torah that we have today is from Rabbi Akiva, all of the Torah, all of the Gemara, all of the Nistar, all of the Kabbalah, everything that we have today is from Rabbi Akiva. And he had 24,000 pairs of Talmidim, or 24,000 Talmidim, it's not clear exactly what it was, it was either 24,000 or 48,000, and they all died during this period of time. In memory of this tremendous national tragedy, can you imagine 24,000 scholars, the scholars of the Torah, the greatest, the ones who would have been the Masorah, they would have been the ones who had given over the tradition, and they all died during this time, 24,000 of them at least, if not 48,000 of them. This tremendous national tragedy we commemorate every single year during this time. We don't have weddings, we don't listen to music, we don't shave, we don't take haircuts. All these things are to remind us of the mourning for those 24,000 students. And our sages tell us, what's the reason why those 24,000 students died? So our sages say that it's because They didn't properly respect and honor each other. They were lacking in their in their love for their fellow. There are two important points that we need to understand before we can come back to the idea of that we began with. The first is that where do we find that a person having a lack of ahava, having a lack of love towards his fellow, is so bad that he has is going to be liable for death, heaven forbid. We see that these people were all they all died, twenty four thousand of them. Why was this something that was so bad for these 24,000 people? Second of all, what's the significance of the fact that they died during this period of time between Pesach and Shavuos? What does that signify? To begin to answer these questions, I'd like to take you to another Gemara. It's a Gemara in Shabbos on page 31a. The Gemara brings that a few different stories speaking about the great patience of Hillel. There was the great elder Hillel and there was the great elder Shammai. And different people would come to Shammai first, and they would say that they wanted to convert to Judaism. And Shammai would try to clarify with these people if they were indeed worthy and committed to becoming part of the Jewish people. And inevitably, each of these cases, Shammai saw that these people weren't really serious. Subsequently, each of them went to Hillel and asked him if he would convert them. And in each of the cases, Hillel was able to, through a very smart and intelligent way, convince them that the error that they made in their judgment was indeed okay. For example, the Gemara describes that this non-Jew comes to the Shammah Hazak and he says to him, I would like you to teach me all of the Torah as I stand on one foot. And Shammah says to him, Are you crazy? Get out of here. I can't teach you all of the Torah on one foot. And so he comes to Hillel Hazak and he says the same exact thing. He says, I want you to teach me all of the Torah as I stand on one foot. 
Hillel looked at him and he smiled and he said, That which you don't like, don't do to your friend. This is the whole entire Torah. Everything else is just an explanation. Go out and learn. Interestingly, that which Hillel said was exact converse of that which it says in the Pasuk, it says in the verse, You should love your friend like yourself. Hillel, on the other hand, said, That which you don't like, don't do to your friend, which is the exact opposite. Either way, the message is clear, and that is that the underlying fundamental theme of the Torah is, We should love our friend. One would say, or one could think, that if anything, what's the most fundamental thing? Have a relationship with Hashem. Come close to Hashem. No, it's not enough. You can't possibly have a real relationship with Hashem until you've developed in your relationship with other people. Now this, of course, also needs explanation. And in Mirza we're going to come back to this and explain this soon. But for a moment, let's return back to the students of Rabbi Akiva. Why was it that they died? Why did they die during this time? And why did they die because of this sin? So we see from here, from Hillel's story, that fundamental to Torah, and fundamental to Torah learning, is the concept of loving your friend. If you don't have that essential love, the Torah learning that you have, the relationship perhaps with Hashem that a person has, is not complete. Not only is it not complete, but it's completely lacking. This time period between Pesach and Shavuos, we're building up, we're getting ready for Kabbalah Satorah, for the acceptance of the Torah, as we mentioned in last week's Torah Torah. And in order for us to be able to accept the Torah, we have to become that kli, that proper vessel in order to hold the Torah. But we can't be a proper vessel to hold the Torah if we haven't learned how to love our fellow man. That was what was missing from those 24,000 students. That was the message. That's why they had to pass away during this time. We still haven't really explained well. Why is it that they had to pass away? Why was it so bad for these people? And part of the answer is something that I heard from my Rebbe, I believe it was Rabbi Moshe Brown that I heard it from. And that was that these 24,000 students of Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva was the master of the Masorah, he was the master of the tradition. All of the Torah was coming through him. All of these 24,000 students would have been continuing that tradition. And that would mean that today, every single word of Torah that we have would have been distilled through the minds of these 24,000 people. But these 24,000 people had a very fundamental lack and it wasn't just any lack. It was the lack in the most fundamental thing that the Torah is coming to teach us. And that is to teach us Ava, to teach us love, how to give to others, how to love another person as oneself. That's the most fundamental thing. We're going to explain that more soon. But because that was lacking in them, it was essential. HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, listen, the Torah cannot come through this 24,000 people because it will be a tremendous detriment to the entire continuity of Klal Yisrael, of the people of Israel for all time. My Rebbe also pointed out that after these 24,000 students passed away, Rebbe Akiva only had five new students. That means that all of the Torah that we have today is from those five students of Rebbe Akiva. Can you imagine the quality, the quantity of the Torah that we would have today if Rebbe Akiva's 24,000 students had remained alive? But the quality and the quantity of the Torah is worthless if the fundamental love, the love between man is missing. And that was why these 24,000 students had to pass on from the world. And Rabbi Kiva had to start a whole new set of students, these five students, among them the great Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, the writer, the author of the Zohar. And interestingly, and it's essential and important also at this point, Rabbi Akiva was the one who said, This is a great law in the Torah. It's not a coincidence that it was Rabbi Akiva himself who said this. 
And it seems that he said this after those 24,000 students passed away because he realized that the only way that we can properly give over the Torah is by having that fundamental idea of This is a fundamental idea for the Torah because the Torah cannot exist without it. And students, those who are going to give over the transmission of the Torah cannot exist without And that's what he instilled in those five students that took over. And all of the Torah that we have today is from those five students who did indeed learn the lesson of that we have to love our fellow like ourselves. Now let's try to understand what is Ava? What is the essence of love? What does it mean to love someone else? What does it mean to love our fellow? What does it mean? Why is it so essential in the Torah? Why is it so essential for us in order to receive the Torah? So to begin with, just simply, what does the word Ahava mean? The word Ava means love. What is love? How do we understand love? Love means feeling a connection. It means feeling as one with another individual. Interestingly, the word Ahava, the gematria, the numerical value of the word Ava is 13. The numerical value of the word Echad, which means one, is also 13. This hints to the concept that Ahava, when two people have a love for each other, when you love someone else, you realize that really you and that other person are one. Another place that we see the same idea is the word Ahava, the root of the word Ahava, explains Rav Dessler, is from the word Hav. Hav means to give. The more you give, explains Rav Dessler, to another person, the more you find yourself in that person. The more you find yourself in the other person, the more you love that person. Because really a person, the most a person can love anyone is the way a person loves himself. That's why the Torah says, You should love someone else like you love yourself. The more you give to someone else, the more you find yourself in someone else. The more you find yourself in someone else, the more you love that person because really you love yourself. But the idea is, again, you see, that the more that you give to someone else, the more you find yourself there, and the more you become one. Ahava creates a love, it creates a connection because you sense that there's a oneness between you and the other person. The Sifri Kabbalah, specifically the Sefer Tomer Devorah by the Ramak, from Moshe Cordovero, he explains a very fundamental and unbelievably profound idea about the nature of the people of Israel, about the Jews. And that is that all of Klal Yisrael is like one neshama. The neshama of Klal Yisrael, each piece, each individual piece, and each individual part of Klal Yisrael, the people of Israel, we're all actually part of one large neshama called the Nishmas Yisrael, Knesset Yisrael. And it's for this reason there's a concept of arvus. Arvus means Klal Yisrael arevim zeloze. Every single Jew is responsible for another Jew. We all stood together, each one of us, every single soul that exists today in every single Jewish body are all part and parcel of that same Jewish soul. And all of us stood together at Har Sinai, at Mount Sinai, and we received the Torah from God. And at that moment that we received the Torah together, we accepted upon ourselves in a certain sense that we're going to be responsible one person for the other because we're all really one. And what that means is that, you know, if you have a body, and you look at your hand, and you have a thumb, and, you're, and you have a pinky, and your pinky is hurting, your thumb can't say, oh, don't worry about the pain, we don't have to worry about it, it doesn't really affect me. The thumb and the pinky are all part of the same body. If, the, if one part of the body is in pain, the whole body is in pain, because it's all one person. Similarly, when one part of Klal is in trouble, if there's a group of Jews in Sterot that are constantly being bombed, Qassams are constantly raining upon their heads, or there's a group of Jews in Iran who are imprisoned, or, there are, or there's a group of Jews in America who their shul is burnt down in Miami, it doesn't matter where the Jews are. It doesn't matter their level of religiosity. It doesn't matter anything. All that matters is that we're all part of one body, and if one part of the body is hurting, the whole body is in pain. On this idea of responsibility towards others and love of others, and feeling one with others. I read a very interesting story recently in a, in a wonderful book by Rabbi Gutman Locks, Rav Gil Locks, 
who lives in the old city of Yerushalayim. He wrote this book called There Is One. You can find it on his internet site, www.thereisone.com. Anyway, so in this book, he brings this story, a very interesting story. There's a certain Lubavitcher Chassid, and his name was Remendel, and he lived in communist Russia. And he was caught doing a high crime, building mikvahs. And this transgression found him, landed him in Siberia in exile for many years, distant from his wife, distant from his family. And after many years, finally it was time for him to be able to come home. And his wife came to pick him up. And it was a day that they were going out, and he comes to the train station. And there at the train station, there's an old, very old man. The old man is crying, and he's crying. And he says, and Remendel turns to this man, and he says, Why are you crying? What's wrong? And he says, Today I'm supposed to leave also. But as I came into the train station, the police took away my papers, and I can't get on the train. And Remendel sends his wife onto the train. He takes his papers, and he gives it to the old man, and the old man gets on the train. And Remendel is in Siberia for another 11 years. He doesn't see his wife for 11 more years. That's called self-sacrifice. That's called love. That's called feeling one with another person, with feeling someone else's pain, being willing to undergo tremendous difficulty for someone else. Rav Goodman Locks continues in his book and he says that when a Cossack wants to decide which is the best horse, which is going to be his prime horse, his main horse, so what he does is he brings a group of horses and he runs them for three days straight without letting them stop, without letting them rest. And on the third day they get to a river and he runs them through the river and some of them don't make it to the other side. Only a few make it to the other side. And some of them run and run and keep running to their freedom. And one or two of them returns to the water. Because they see that there are other horses that are drowning. And they want to save them. And the Cossack knows that this, this horse that's ready to go back, is the faithful horse. is the prime horse. And that's the horse that he uses. The lesson that we see here, the lesson of Ava, of love, is that we can't learn for ourselves. Learning for ourselves, that's not Torah. That's not what Hashem wants. We can't have a relationship with Hashem if we don't have love for others, if we're not ready to give to others, if we're not ready to realize that all of us are really one. We can't accept the Torah. We can't receive the Torah if we're not all one Jewish people, all is one, standing at Har Sinai. Each day we have to try our best to connect to other people, to love other people, to give to other people, to teach other people, to learn by myself, to run. It's like a horse running on his freedom. But to, to learn and to come back and jump back into the water to save someone else, to save another Jew who's in distress. He doesn't have the Torah. He doesn't know the beauty of the Torah. He doesn't know how great the words of Hashem are. To run back and save him, that's real love. The only way to be a true Kli, a true vessel for the Torah, to receive, the only way we can receive anything from Hashem is if we give. According to the measure that we give, according to the measure that we love, and we realize that we're really one with everyone. All of the Jews are one people. According to that measure that we realize that and we give to others, that's how much Hashem will send through us. Thank you for listening and have a great Shabbos. Shabbos.